Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer, podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. A heavy soup made of pulled noodles, meat, and vegetables symbolizes Central Asia's close cultural and or ethnic ties with China's repressed Turkic and Wei Muslims. It also explains growing Central Asian unease with China's re-education campaign in its northwestern province of Xinjiang and its signature infrastructure and energy-driven Belt and Road Initiative. Named Ashlan Fu and introduced to Kyrgyzstan in the late 19th century by Dungans, exiled Chinese Wei Muslims who fled over the Tian Shan Mountains after a failed rebellion in 1877, the soup has become a staple of Kyrgyz cuisine. Made of lachman noodles, starch preserves, onion, garlic, chili, dark vinegar, and egg, Ashlan Fu is the best cure for a hangover, says Aman Janir a Kyrgyz student. It's also indicative of the potential fallout of China's crackdown on Turkic and increasingly Wei Muslims that amounts to the most frontal assault on Islam in post-World War II history, and of commercial terms underlying Belt and Road-related Chinese investments in Kyrgyzstan and Central Asia. Some 150 members of Kyrgyzstan's far-right Kirk Choro, or 40 Knights Group, last month protested outside the Chinese embassy in the Kyrgyz capital of Bishkek against the inclusion of ethnic Kyrgyz in the up to 1 million Muslims detained in re-education camps in Xinjiang as part of the Chinese crackdown. In a sign of the times, Kirk Choro, a nationalist group that has gained popularity and is believed to have the support of the Kyrgyz ministries of interior, and Labor, Migration, and Youth, and the National Security Committee focused exclusively on China's ethnic Kyrgyz detainees. Again, acting as vigilantes, Kirchoro four years ago raided clubs in Bishkek in a campaign against prostitution and accused Chinese nationals of promoting vice. In a video of an attack on a karaoke club, a Kirchoro leader showed a receipt that featured a girl as one of the consumed items. Yet while standing up for the rights of ethnic Kyrgyz and Kyrgyz nationals, Kirchoro has also called for Uyghurs, the Turkic Muslims that populate Xinjiang, to be booted out of Bishkek's most popular clothing bazaar and replaced by ethnic Kyrgyz. During December's protest, Kirchoro also demanded the expulsion of illegal Chinese migrants. It further insisted that the government check the documents of migrants, including those who had obtained Kyrgyz citizenship over the last decade, including 268 Chinese nationals who are in the majority of Kyrgyz descent. Kirchoro's contradictory demands and claims reflect not only a global trend towards ethnic and religious nationalism, with undertones of xenophobia, but also concern that Belt and Road-related projects serve Chinese rather than Kyrgyz and Central Asian interests. The Kyrgyz government recently reported 
that 35,215 Chinese citizens had arrived in the country in 2018, many of them as construction workers on Chinese-funded projects. Political scientist Colleen Wood noted that social media activists were linking criticism of Chinese commercial practices with China's crackdown in Xinjiang. One widely shared image, which declares, don't let anyone take your land, depicts a strong fist adorned with a Kyrgyz flag stopping a spindly hand marked by a Chinese flag from snatching factories and a field, Mrs. Wood wrote in The Diplomat. Mrs. Wood said some activists compared Chinese practice to the demarcation in 2002 of the Chinese-Kyrgyz border, during which the Central Asian nation handed over 1,250 square kilometers of land to China. Another Facebook page, We Are Against Chinese Aggression, posted articles about Chinese mining companies operating in Kyrgyzstan, a target of Kyrgyz protesters, alongside articles depicting the intrusiveness of the crackdown in Xinjiang. Ashlan Fu, the popular Dungan suit, could prove to be a litmus test of the depth of mounting anti-Chinese sentiment. An Instagram account with a Stop China feed publishes xenophobic content about Chinese culinary habits, as well as regular updates on the crackdown that is expanding into the autonomous region of Linjiawei. Linjiawei recently signed a cooperation agreement on anti-terrorism with Xinjiang in a bid to learn from the crackdown on the Turkic Muslims, or in the words of the Global Times, a Communist Party organ, to learn from Xinjiang's experiences in promoting social stability. In advance of another protest at the Chinese embassy in Bishkek, scheduled for January 17, Kyrgyz first deputy prime minister, Kubatbek Koronov, called this week on the public not to believe anti-Chinese postings on social media. In an acknowledgement of Kirchoro's appeal, Mr. Boronov asserted that the group had denied participating in the December protest. The government, much like Turkey and the vast majority of Muslim countries, has so far evaded taking China to task on its crackdown for fear of jeopardizing its relations with the People's Republic. Kyrgyz president, Surumbay Jimbekov insisted last month that the ethnic Kyrgyz of China are citizens of China who obey the laws of their country. How can we intervene in their domestic affairs? We can't. If Kazakhstan were the issue of ethnic Kazakhstans detained in China has flared up, is anything to go by, the Kyrgyz government is walking a tightrope. Asila Alemkulova a Kyrgyz national, recently established the Committee to Protect the Kyrgyz People in China after her husband, Sherbek Dulut Khan, a Chinese-born Muslim, vanished in October on a business trip to Xinjiang. Mr. Dulut Khan's company subsequently advised Mrs. Aline Kulova that her husband had been sent away to study in a camp. A Kyrgyz diplomat was among representatives of 12 non-Western countries whom China in the last week invited to visit Xinjiang to counter criticism of the crackdown and showcase economic and social progress. 
a group of foreign journalists was invited separately. Short of a reunion with her husband, there is little that is likely to convince Mrs. Alinkulova that, or the relatives of thousands of other Central Asians, including at least 2,500 Kazakhs, that Chinese policy towards Muslims is benign and benefiting the community and the region's progress. That, in turn, will not make things easier for the Kyrgyz and other Muslim governments at a time that ethnic and cultural identities in a nationalistic and at times xenophobic environment are becoming prevalent. Kyrgyz attitudes towards Ashlan Fu may be the barometer. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Best wishes for the new year and take care.